pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Out of the tunnel, onto the floor for the second hour of Sports Talk. I am Scott Beatty and thrilled to have Evan Kahn here as well for hour number two. Steve Greenberg, Chicago Sun-Times, is our guest this hour. We will visit with him. He he wrote a very nice piece about Lauren Tate's. He's getting some good play. So we'll, I thought that was as good of an excuse as any to get him to come on our show. And uh, we'll be thrilled to talk to him, not just about Lauren, but about uh, all kinds of other things in the sports world. Busy day. It's uh, signing day number two of the recruiting cycle in Illinois. Uh, announcing sort of sort of formally Malik Elzey in, in that he had an appearance on television today and Brett Bielma talked about him and then surprising everybody with the addition of a defensive back from Illinois named Mac Resetich. Sounds like he could be a very special player in the Minds of the coaches, and nobody really knew about him until today. And so good job for the stealth recruiting by the Illini staff in finding a kid from not too far from where Brett Bielma grew up in Prophetstown. He's from Spring Valley, Illinois, and not too far from where some Beatty ancestry is located also. So can't be all bad. Mac Resetich, welcome to the program. We'll get to some of that. Uh, we also learned today that Ben Miller, Illini, former Illini tight ends coach, is going to continue in an analyst role as he continues to battle cancer. We heard from him, and uh, as time allows, might uh, share some of what he had to say today about that uh, for the first time. Great to see you, Evan, after we were up late last night, mm-hmm. uh, extolling the virtues of a 7-4 and four in the Big Ten basketball team for the Illini men. They beat Nebraska last night. It was a little too close for comfort for more than half the ball game, and then the Illini just absolutely strangled Nebraska down the stretch and pulled away for a nice double-digit victory. Yeah, it's hard to believe the other team wants to win too. And, uh, <laughs> the the Illini battled that for about thirty minutes, and, and then it was Illinois' ball game, and they took over and taking care of business, kind of as they did for the majority of the month of January. You can continue to see different guys step up every game so that's encouraging um not really finding the the shooting but what's new with that but they're they're hitting free throws and they're rebounding and they're playing really good defense so beating the teams that you should and hopefully here in the month of February as you get ready to face the Iowas and the Rutgers and you get some rematch games with some losses earlier this year you can you can pick up some some more of those toss-up games and people will feel a little more encouraged uh, about this team sitting second place in the Big Ten. It's funny how you look as Illinois gets ready for Iowa on Saturday. And, well, I think one of the biggest games of, of this side of the calendar year, um, I think the question about Iowa is, are you guys going to play enough defense to, to stop <laughs> Illinois? 
And Illinois' question might be, are you going to be able to play enough offense on the road mm-hmm. uh, to win the ball game? It'll be interesting to see what gives and how the whole thing plays out. I believe that Illinois is the stronger team if everyone on both sides is playing about the best they can play. I think it's Illinois' ball game, but of course we're dealing with human beings who <laughs> may or may not play the best they can in any given moment. It's uh, an intriguing matchup because if you remember, it was that game where Brad Underwood got this idea that the five out might actually work and it led Illinois to beating Iowa at the State Farm Center and locking up a a share of the Big Ten title. Little different team uh, on the Iowa side, but but still kind of similar. They don't have a a Luca Garza or a a Big Big Ten big guy down low but they're still gonna gonna shoot it and I wonder what the psychology or or what the records have been in these games where you only get one matchup does it favor the home team the road team the team that that won last year do do they have a a little bit of a a fall off is Iowa trying to to avenge that loss from last season on the last day of the regular season so it it should be a good one not the animosity between the coaching staffs that we had a a couple of years ago but uh, you you imagine the leftover Iowa players still don't like Illinois and I don't know Illinois there's not anybody left that knows anything about Iowa (laughs) (laughs) there's probably some vestiges left in the locker room but I think Iowa probably uh, has the more visceral reaction when Illinois' name comes up than mm-hmm. the other way around these days because Illinois kind of had their number lately. Yeah. And, and it was kind of like what Illinois had to think about Wisconsin. Like, oh, gosh, we'd love to just beat those guys, wouldn't we? And and now Illinois kind of regularly beats Wisconsin. So that, that thing's gone. Back in the day, it was like, we, we got to go get Indiana. <laughs> and, and uh, well, right now Indiana had its Illinois' number because they beat them twice in a row. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I... Hadn't realized that Iowa hasn't won since that trip to to Iowa City back in what was that nineteen twenty twenty nineteen twenty twenty not nineteen twenty but uh, yeah it's it's uh, uh, been a minute and I'm sure that they they want to get that win and for Illinois you just gotta keep getting wins because whatever you did last week wasn't enough to get into the polls and get some respect so you gotta gotta keep beating teams it's Iowa would they be a quad one win. I'm guessing so. Uh, what's uh, I can't remember where their RPI sits. I think they have to be over. Oh yeah, if you're on the road, yeah, I think this would be a quad one win. Quad one win. Yeah, could for Illinois. I think for for Iowa, it has to. I think what the threshold maybe 35. I can't remember where Illinois is sitting. Are they sitting in inside 35 or not? Mysteries of life that could only be solved by a quick Google. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, it's uh, it's another big game. Yep. Three five one five three five seven. If you have anything on your mind that you want to weigh in on, uh, there's another big game too for Illinois on the women's side tomorrow night. They'll play Michigan. Speaking of teams that wear yellow, oh, I'm sorry, Mays, and uh, that'll be a five thirty tip. And uh, well, that's a tough test. Michigan's a good team. They they've been solid for several years on the women's side. They gotten a few ten thousand uh, crowds into the Chrysler Center wow. as well. Up there, I don't know what the draw will be tomorrow night, but that's it's gonna a be big on one. the it's gonna be on the network, right? It may well. I think yeah. it's a BTN game, yeah. so it, it'll get a, Michigan tends to play on TV. I imagine that. they'll they'll get the the folks out for that big game. Well, yesterday, uh, we heard a little bit from Thad Ward. He's now the quote new running back coach for Illinois. This is his second stint 
uh, now back under Brett Bielma after previously coaching Illinois in the running back room in 2016 to 2018. We were also yesterday introduced to Charlie Bullen. He is coming from the NFL and had many years with the Dolphins and the Cardinals. And so we were introduced to him, and he shared a little bit about why he is coming to Illinois and leaving the pros for college. I try to identify you know, good uh, coaching opportunities with good people. Program on the rise back home. Um, always respected Coach B. Uh, coming here, had a great uh, feel for him and his staff on my interview. And um, you know, I think it's a unique opportunity for me to you know, come back to my home state and um, coach for my state's uh, uh, state institution, you know, and then college football wise, you know, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, the, the opportunity to coach college athletes is different than uh, uh, what it's like coaching professionals. Both are good. Uh, there's a little bit more mentorship, I feel, with younger college kids. And I think that's something I'm looking forward to at this stage in my career. And he inherits a, a room with the likes of Gabe Akis and uh, Seth Coleman and some other uh, good pass rushers. I've met um, all of them since I've been here, just in the, uh, what is this, day two. Uh, I've had a chance to meet them all. Really good interactions. They all appear to be good people who are hungry. That's a starting point. Um, in the, the, the film I have watched, I haven't been through it all. They look like they play hard and they're pretty aware as a group. And they're talented. I mean, they all, um, they all have good body types at this point in time. And, um, and there's some skill there. So to me, um, the, the first part is their makeup, you know, and their approach. And these guys seem to be wired the right way. And they have some legitimate traits. And that's my job as a coach to develop those traits and apply some techniques to improve um, from where they're already at now. So I'm really fired up about that. And it is a loaded room. And that was part of uh, me being attracted to coming here. Charlie Bullen. The outside linebackers coach and pass rush coordinator now for Illinois was a student and grad assistant for Iowa back in the day and uh, is a native, though, of Illinois and Palatine in particular up in the suburbs. So a little little, uh, NFL experience in there. Brett Bielma brings that, too, and I can't remember if there's any other guys on staff that have been in the NFL coaching that I'm talking about, but uh, uh, yeah, that's going to bring some moxie into the room, I would think. Yeah, and it sounds like they're kind of doing a, a divide and conquer as far as the defense goes. I thought I heard that, that Jameson, the defensive line coach, is going to be like a co-coordinator, and if the outside linebackers coach is the pass rush coordinator or whatever, everybody's got a, a, a little slice of the pie and bringing some NFL experience to a, a defense that more more resembles an NFL kind of defense. Uh, seems like a, a, a good move, and they've rebuilt that, and now one more offensive coach to, to get with the, the news of Ben Miller. Yep. So some of uh, the happenings around here. Now, um, we are into uh, approximately the 11th, 12th minute of this hour of the program, and, and, and we haven't mentioned Tom Brady. I'm just wondering, are we violating anything here by not doing so? Am I, am I, is this dereliction of duty? <laughs> You you, you got to remember, I, I grew up, I, I mostly remember growing up in the 2000s. So a quarterback saying they retire means absolutely nothing to me <laughs> um, until, until camp breaks in September or whenever week one of the NFL season 
uh, starts, I'll, I'll believe that Tom Brady is retired because, as you might have saw on Twitter, the Patriots went so far as to just quote retweet their tweet from last year announcing uh, or celebrating his retirement. So uh, he's, he's still the goat. We can we can go back and play the tip for or the clip from from last year. He's uh, the greatest, most successful quarterback of all time. There will be never uh, another quarterback to play that long or have that much success as him. And I, I wish him all the best and. And what comes next, whether that's in an NFL booth, if it's back on the field as the quarterback of the Patriots or the Raiders, or pick your team here so that I can win a, another Super Bowl. But uh, yeah, shout out to Tom. No disputing his accomplishments, his 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 greatness on the field. Uh, I'm kind of with you. Like uh, I, I appreciated the genuineness of the approach. He just turned on the phone and 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 sat on a beach and said. Hey guys, I'm hanging it up. Love you. Peace out. <laughs> Send it out to the world. There we go. We're done. We don't have this uh, pomp and circumstance, which I think was the right move. Whether he came up with that on his own or had a PR guy right there telling All him this part is of how the TB12 <laughs> clan. <laughs> but um, I, I, I'm with you. I'll believe it when I see it. Just like I believe Jim Harbaugh will be coaching Michigan when camp breaks in August <laughs> because you know. And there's rumors all of a sudden he's talking to Denver, or he was. He was yeah, supposedly before Sean Payton, and it's like, dude, you just got done with it. You, you, you. <sighs> Whatever, can't get out of their own way sometimes, can they? <laughs> Steve Greenberg writes for the Chicago Sun Times. He's an award-winning columnist as well, and he's going to be our guest right after this on Sports Talk. Hey, Illini family, it's Brad Underwood. Illinois basketball plays Saturday. Catch it here on DWS. We're so glad you're with us. Hope the hump day has gone well for you. Steve Greenberg joins us. He writes for the Chicago Sun-Times and uh, prompted me to think about calling him after he wrote a very nice column about Lauren Tate yesterday in the Sun-Times. You can find it online. A lot of people have been retweeting it, including myself. Steve, congratulations to you as well. Illinois Sports Writer of the Year for the National Sports Media Association. Well-deserved, my friend. That's very nice. Thank you. I appreciate you starting with that. Uh, That was a nice thing, and I think you already congratulated me last time I saw you, so now it's doubly nice, Scott. Yeah, well, I I wanted to do so so publicly. Great to have you with us. It's always a treat when you when you come down here. And um, I, I I know because you've tweeted about this, you I, you have a, a daughter down here, or at least you did. I don't know if she's graduated, but um, she probably at least gets a meal out of dad. So on behalf of the economy around here, we thank you for coming down. And uh, and and yeah. whenever we get to see you, it's nice. That's great. Thank you. She's a junior, and I sent her. I I texted her. Uh, the uh, you know the link to my column on Lauren. I said I think you'll like this, and that was many hours ago. And, and needless to say, I have not heard back. <laughs> well, kids these days, you know, they're That's busy, the and they're they're not really on their phones. She probably has been. She probably put it down for several hours of dedicated study. So of course, yeah, uh, <laughs> contemplation. Exactly. Well, hey, what I mean, what did prompt you? It's like, hey, I, I need to catch up with with Lauren Tate and and profile him. I looked at him. That's it. Yeah, I saw him last time I was there. I've thought of this before. You know, I mean, I think he's someone, he's kind of a walking column topic. Uh, he's such an anomaly. I don't know anyone else 
in uh, in sports writing or in sports journalism who's 91 and, and, and is as visible working as he is. <clears throat> so I, I, I've, I've thought this before, but as with many ideas, it's the follow-through that gets me. Uh, this time I saw him, and before it escaped my, my uh, brain, I just walked over to him and I said, I'd like to write about you, and you guys know Lauren better than I. I, I you won't be surprised to hear that his uh, you know, first response was, you don't want to do that. <laughs> Why would you want to do that? <laughs> so, uh, but he, he said yes, he gave me his number, and I was really glad to get to share uh, uh, an hour on the phone with him talking about his life. It was, uh, it was really wonderful. Well, it, it was neat, and I encourage folks to check it out. We're talking with Steve Greenberg, writes for the Chicago Sun-Times, and, uh, well, you name it, in Chicago or college sports, he's probably covered it. Hey, Steve, this is Evan, and, and since you were just down here within the, the last week or so to watch the Illini play basketball, just wondering uh, your, your take on, on how Brad Underwood and, and the squad has looked here. I guess we're actually two-thirds of the way through the season, so how do you think the, that they're shaping up for the stretch run here? Hi, Evan. It's a, uh, you know, it's an imperfect team, needless to say. It's a, uh, offensively, it's a complicated team, uh, sometimes not, you know, beautiful to watch. They, they can be great defensively. They can be, you know, long and big enough uh, that, that, you know, that could probably win a game or two for them. Maybe it can win a tournament game. Um just sort of overwhelming uh, a team that's, you know, not put together as powerfully. Uh, I, I wonder if we'll see that. But but the shooting is such a thorn in the side that I don't know if it's not, you know, I, I kind of look view it as a fatal flaw. And if not the shooting, the, the playmaking, the um, – I don't – I'm not a metrics person. You know, I, 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 I'm just – I'm not sure I'm right about this, but it doesn't seem to be a team that uh, scores the, uh, a great deal of baskets, you know, just mm-hmm. off off uh, playmaking, off passes, assists, that kind of thing. Maybe that's wrong. I'm not. I'm, I'm actually not sure. It's just what it kind of looks like. A lot of times, it's it, it looks cl- like a clunky uh, you know way of playing, and so not having a you know a lead point guard, two lead point guard. Like, clearly part of that. Um, so anyway, I think that there, Illinois could wind up being a team that gets into the tournament with a, you know, something like a seven seed or, or let's just say something like a seven or eight type uh, of seed. But is that seven or eight type of seed? Nobody wants to play, you know. Um, and so that's kind of how I look at these Illinois. You, uh, we're talking with Steve Greenberg from the Chicago Sun Times. Right after um, Illinois lost to Northwestern, you you wrote about uh, it, it, there was a, there was some attention on Brad Underwood, and I know he's not alone in uh, you know heaping flames of fireballs on his team when <laughs> when they're not playing the way he wants. Uh, but he's been calmer since then. He's been noticeably calmer uh, since since then. Um, you know now. I don't know. Is this a is this a guy that had to kind of rein things in, or is just did things get better? Um, and 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 does it have a place in sports to still kind of be that kind of guy? I think it's it's uh, 
hard to be that kind of guy. I mean, <clears throat> I think it would be hard for anybody to 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 boil over that you know that much and yell that much and 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 go through a season and, and kind of keep it up. And and of course, the bigger issue is can players take it? Everybody's different, human nature. Um, there you know it might only be one player who can't take it, but if you can't take it that could really fester into a huge problem for your team. So uh, I don't, you know, I don't, I think probably a lot of the players uh, view it in the way a lot of players today in all sports view their coaches, you know, that they, they need their coaches, but um, they're, they, they, they don't necessarily hang on every word and some things go in one ear and out the other. A lot of people are good at kind of shrugging off being yelled at, but there was something about the, the, it was something specific in the Northwestern game. It was how that I viewed, and I just I reacted to it, you know, in a in a critical way. How close his face was to Terrence Shannon's face, and screaming at him, and Shannon, you know, looking away. And I thought, man, here's a you know young man who is not appreciating this moment, whatever reason that it, there is for it. It's a public, uh, um, you know, kind of humiliation. That's the way I read it you know, in the moment. And um, I think other people did too, certainly not everybody. And and I know that Shannon didn't speak to that or, or, or say that he felt that way. So this is just my, you know, opinion looking at it the way I read it. But, um, you know, if he's a little calmer, I think it's probably good, you know, good for him too. Uh, it's a long season. With, with Northwestern, uh, you know, flirting maybe with a, another March Madness berth here this year, and, and Illinois kind of gotten back to, to where they were at, at a certain point. Is college sports moving the needle at all in Chicago this winter as we're coming off the worst record-wise for pro teams in Chicago in the last, I, I think it was like 22 years or, or since the turn of the century? So are, do, do folks talk about Illinois and Northwestern over the winter months? That's the, that's the question of the night. I appreciate it. It feels like you, you've heard me lament, a, you know, as I have a billion times about the, the con- sports consciousness, college sports consciousness, or lack thereof here in Chicago. Uh, how do, I mean, I, for one thing, I think there's always much, much more uh, awareness of and attention paid to Illinois sports than there is to Northwestern sports. That is just a given. I don't know if everybody in central Illinois uh, believes that, but it's true. And it's also true, you know, within the, the Chicago sports media. And and I'll bet there are people listening who don't believe that. But it's true. You know, there, there's, there's, man, you know, it's, it, I, I was at Northwestern uh, uh, the other uh, day for, for, for a media mobility. And I was very aware as I walked in of how rarely I'm there. You know, I kind of felt bad about it. But And then, of course, I also looked around, and you've got your TV cameras, but you don't really have – you don't have a Northwestern writer at the Tribune. You don't have one at the Sun-Times. We don't have Illinois writers either. But I write so much more about Illinois than I do about Northwestern. Anyway, I don't view them as equals. So uh, there's not enough attention on Illinois, let alone Northwestern or any other – colleges. Um, but I, you know, I, I think that just viewing it through the lens of my own job and what I do, I feel pretty good about how much I, you know, write about 
Illinois for our audience and pretty bad about how little I do about <laughs> Northwestern. So that's just kind of, you know, that's my answer. I don't feel like I could speak for the whole town, but overall I do think, uh, you know, it's a pro sports town, which is, which is kind of sad because it's a sorry state of affairs right now. Well, uh, to follow up on that, uh, Illinois football has done a nice job of having some success and, and getting some wins in. And I, I think, you know, being worthy of some attention. And obviously we know where basketball has, has been, and basketball has usually seemed to have carried the flag a little bit more than, than football, right or wrong. Um, but I, I, at some, I, I don't know, is it a PR issue? Is it a just this is the nature of Chicago? Is there, is there something that Illinois, whoever, should be doing to try and get into the Chicago consciousness more? Or is it just this is the ecosystem and it is what it is? You know, uh, this is maybe, I'm not complaining when I say this because it does no good. And I know it's hard in media everywhere, maybe in some respects less hard in Chicago than it is in a lot of other places. But I think people who don't know would be blown away if they learned how few uh, sports writers work at the Trib and the Sun Times nowadays blown away um so i'm only speaking for the you know the newspaper outlets when i say this but and and this is not literally true uh it would take a willful decision to make it un you know to make to 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 cover it but there's almost nobody to do it that's that you know i I mean i'm sorry to say that but it's the truth guys i no argument here it's, it's a part of my job because I've made it so, or continued to make it so. Um, when I got hired 10 years ago by the Sun-Times, it was to be the, like the national college writer with kind of a, a lean toward Illinois, uh, a default toward Illinois. But that's not my job anymore. But I, I, I'm a columnist, but I still do it. It's what I used to do in previous jobs, you know, college sports, a lot. It's kind of where it's what I'm most interested in. I think what I like the most, so to speak. Um, but it's more than that, a, a feeling of responsibility because I know no one else will do it if I don't. And, uh, and so I do it. Right now at the Trib, there apparently is no such person. There's been a whole, I think, in my view, since Shannon Ryan, you know, left. And so, um, that's the papers. Everybody else, you know, I don't know. Does the athletic go there? I don't. I I don't see it uh, when I'm there, really. So uh, I'm not sure. It's, Nobody's it's dedicated point. to it. I mean, there's no dedicated person. You know, yeah. I mean, I I talk about it up here all the time, but I'm not sure anybody's really listening. So you know, I'm kind of I, I, whatever you're feeling, I feel it too. Yeah. And, and I'm saying this too as one that grew up in in the Chicago area and and appreciated the Chicago pro teams and followed them too. It, it's just there there just seems to be a fence sometimes in the, in, in the consumption about it. Evan, Steve, uh, I'm curious what the landscape of high school basketball is like in Chicago right now, and, and we're constantly talking about this new NIL world and transfer portal and, and all of that, but I'm wondering, are, are you seeing that at the high school level as well, guys changing teams and, and switching around, and maybe it's starting before they get to the college level? Evan, I, I, I just be, you know, I'll be 
completely honest. I don't cover preps. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know. You know, I I don't uh, I don't think I really know enough to answer that well. So I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did see that you were at the the Cubs convention. Was that any fun as a reporter? It's uh oh man. I mean, it's kind of it's, <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's, it's, it's a terrible thing to have to write off of because there's there's nothing. There's never anything. Uh, it's a no, terrible. You, you mean nobody it's, said I don't think we're going to be very good this year, and I'm not excited about it. You know, <laughs> one thing I did get at a Cubs convention two years back made really big headlines, more bigger than I wanted it to, but and it really kind of pissed Wilson Contreras off and, and for, for a while. But, the, you know, he said to me, I was talking to him, I don't know if you remember this, probably not, but he said he's going to be better than Molina and Buster Posey. And I said, Wilson, I mean, I'm going to write that if you mean it, but, you know, people aren't going to like it. He, and he said he meant it. And even at that, I, I was conscious of a partial kind, you know, somewhat of a language barrier. So even when I wrote it at the top, I said, you know, I, I don't know how I worded it, but I said, oh, Steve, do we still have you? Did did Wilson just get in and cut off the <laughs> cut off the phone call? <laughs> do you remember that? I kind of do, but I also don't. Steve, do we still have you? Give us a call back, Steve, if you hear me. Uh, <laughs> uh he shouldn't yeah i i don't remember the the issue is either but it, 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 in the space of the off season it one quote can can carry you quite a way i was gonna say what i remember from the cubs convention was chris bryant saying something along the lines of st louis is boring which it is by the way <laughs> and that just that just made the rounds for like a week so, yeah, there's there's not usually too much that comes out of that. I sat near the reporters at, at a couple Cubs conventions as fans went up and, and asked questions, and I'm like, man, I feel bad for those guys. Steve, uh, do we have you back? Yeah, I was so shook by the by the topic. Well, it's a, we said Wilson Contreras actually came in and cut the phone line. That was the problem because he heard ah. you talking about it. But uh, we have a secure line now. <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, I don't know where what 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 I got out there, but um, it, it's okay. You know, I go there. The main thing I try to do is plant seeds for going to spring training and and getting guys for extended sit downs, so I can write features for things like that for our baseball preview magazine, those types of stories, uh, or our Sports Saturday edition. It's hard to, you know. You, you, you go to spring training, you show up, and you say, hey, I'm here for a week. Uh, can I get you while I'm here? Sure, you know, uh, tell me tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and, you know, tell me tell me Wednesday. And so uh, I, I, that's what I try to do, but it's tough because these guys are, are, are in a ballroom, all the players, not to mention all these ex-players, and they're in there for – it's just a holding room for them until they've got to go in and be introduced to the fans. But the media is allowed in there, but you got to interrupt their – they're saying hello to each other again. Or in some cases – Oh, man, now that we got media members cutting them off. All right. Man. There's there's somebody in the Cubs' FO that's 
not too happy with the conversations we're having. Here we are talking about how champagne can't get through the 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 Chicago fence, and and yet maybe they've been monitoring. Well, I was gonna say maybe they're they're just putting up the force field signal scrambler, and it's like no, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. All right, I think he's calling us back. We'll try to wrap this up, but I do appreciate uh, uh, Steve Greenberg uh, uh, joining us and. Um, it, it is a unique piece there in Chicago. I, I, when I've gone home, and I'm, I, I know Steve writes for the Sun-Times, but my in-laws have to subscribe to the Tribune, and it'll be eight pages in the sports section on the Bears. I mean, it's just that's, that's the ecosystem of Chicago sports. Bears rule. Mm, well, Even mm, when they're bad. Sometimes even more when they're bad. <laughs> like this year when it's all about Justin Fields' future and a number one draft pick that, that could either be traded for uh, more draft picks or for, I don't know, whatever they want, candy bars. But they, they can set the price on that. Well, we, we know as, as, you know, it pertains to that, like, I don't know. The, just the NFL runs the world as far as sports go. So what would be any different than Chicago or Jacksonville or insert this city here? So Bears are always going to dominate. Then the baseball season comes around. There was a time where Illinois was the premier basketball state in, in all of the U.S., and the Bulls were a, a big part of that. And now the Bulls are the laughingstock of the NBA once again because they just can't get things figured out. But it's always a, a topic of discussion, and pro sports dominate the landscape, and college sports are just kind of going on in the background. And we, we've talked about this before. That's how it is in, in every city. It just so happens that the third biggest city in America happens to be in our state steve greenberg for the chicago sun times and unfortunately the the technical gremlins have struck again but i do encourage you to check out a really nice uh column on lauren tate uh and and check out the rest of his writing as well you can give him a follow on twitter at sl greenberg we have more uh, ben miller uh assistant former assistant coach for Illinois football, uh, spoke publicly for the first time about his battle with cancer and the future for him, and we want you to hear it. We'll bring you that after this. It's Illini women's basketball on the road at Michigan Thursday night at 5.30. Mike Kuhn has the play-by-play from Chrysler Center Thursday night. We're back on Sports Talk. Thanks to Steve Greenberg, even with the cell phone gremlins, uh, cutting off the very end of our conversation, but uh, still a nice chat with him, and we appreciate it. Last hour, Matt Stevens was in studio as well. Been a newsy day for Illinois. Brett Bielma today told us that Ben Miller will remain as an analyst for this upcoming year. Remember, it is first year with Brett Bielma. He was the tight ends and special teams coach, but then uh, became ill with cancer. He has battled through that. Uh, We'll let you tell him, share a little bit about what the place he's at, uh, but not yet ready to return into a full coaching capacity. And uh, one of these moments, again, that uh, just gives us a little perspective on life. I think it's worth our time. Been through a lot this year, right? It's been, it's been a lot. Just thankful for Coach B. You guys see just how incredible he is, um, his leadership and, and, and really wisdom for me. Um, it's a different kind of journey, right, that I've been on um, instead of football. But uh, he's been absolutely incredible to me and, and him and, and really my family, my wife, my kids. Um, 
they're incredibly strong and uh and what we've gone through and 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 all that's only made us stronger and, and really good we got a great staff here i mean everybody here has been super supportive of, of me and what i've had to go through um especially a guy like jason epperson you guys behind the scenes you guys don't even know how how incredible he is um josh whitman and roger denny those guys have worked hand in hand um their leadership's been incredible for me and and, and this community is is awesome i mean just just Everybody has been great, especially for me, but for my family too, because this has been been really difficult. Um, you guys didn't know we didn't plan it this way, but a year ago today was actually when I was diagnosed, um, and we didn't do this on purpose. It just happened to be that way. Um, but I was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. Um, uh, it's been it's been a challenge. Um, I've really been able to focus on getting healthy, getting to a point where I can hopefully get back uh, and do this, but. Um, my, my, my biggest focus was just being able to get healthy and focus and help this team um, and, and really not be a distraction. Um, I've seen Jeremy a couple times, like, look at me, and I'm just like, you know, just trying not to – I didn't want anything to come in the way of, of what we're trying to do here with this football program. Um, right now I'm kind of living by, like, a three-month rule. Every three months I get scans, I get blood tests, I get all that. Um, so right now I just had one last week. Everything was as good as it can be. Uh, I'll get my next one in April and kind of – living that way with that um just got done with treatments uh, about 12 days ago is my last one so um, hopefully i'll be done with that till at least april and then we'll see what rolls from there um but we don't know what the future holds for me so that's kind of why this is happening um but i've got a great care team um the goal in this is to cure it so it's not something that's like we're just hold on we're, we're, our goal here is to cure this thing so i'll continue doing this season, what I did last season for Coach B, hopefully a little bit more in depth, um, a lot more in depth. Uh, whatever he needs, I'll be here. I'm excited. I'm excited. It was really cool to learn from a head coach's perspective what he does on a day-to-day -day basis and what he needs. And as you know, you see him talk football. It's from a different lens than even I look at or any of our coaches look at. So uh, really excited about that. Coach B has been incredible to me, and I really like He's, he's helped me a lot uh, get through this and, and make this. Um, I'm excited for a new guy to come in. I don't know who it's going to be. Uh, I'm going to help him. I'm, I, that's one thing I wanted to know, you guys to know and, and everybody to know. Like, I'm excited for this. I'm excited to transition. It's, it's the best thing for my health. Um, I'm excited to help the new guy come in. We'll do that in whatever way possible we can do to keep helping us compete in the Big Ten here. Um, and, and this really, like – I said it earlier, but like this staff, the university, the community, like this, it's a really special place. My family, we're really lucky to be a part of it. Um, so we're really looking forward to this year, what it brings. Um, hopefully a year from now, we're having this conversation again and maybe getting into something else. But uh, for now, this is what it will be, and I'm excited for it. So to me, the door isn't closed for Ben Miller and coaching, from what I hear in that uh, statement. But reminder that uh, life's precious and nothing's guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Wishing, wishing him all the, the best, and, and it sounds like he's making the, the most of the opportunity and getting to, to see a, a different side of being a coach. So uh, keep fighting the, the good fight, and we'll see what, what transpires for Ben Miller and the Illini. And as for the football side of it, the Illini will make a hire for a tight ends and special teams coach. So Sean Snyder will not continue in the special teams only role that he had. And uh, whenever that announcement comes, we'll be talking about that, too. Back to wrap up this edition of Sports Talk. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. 
Hi, this is McKinsey Mitchell from Christmas High School Basketball. Illini Basketball travels to Iowa City on Saturday to take on the Hawkeyes. Hear the game right here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. Into these, into this stretch run of the sports talk coming up here on the finish line. Tomorrow we're, we'll have a briefer show, basically an hour and a little bit of change on the other side as we get ready for Illinois women's hoops tomorrow against the Michigan Wolverines. Friday, Evan, you and I are together to finish out the week. So mm-hmm. uh, thanks to Steve Greenberg and Matt Stevens both being guests today. We really do appreciate it. I think we covered a lot of the waterfront today. We just didn't get to dive in as much as I know you wanted to on the Tom Brady retirement. But No, the biggest news of all that we were told was not news, and then it turns out to be news. We got a new orange. Wait, what? Illinois officially changed their orange. When? Just yesterday. Now, see, I should have I should have had more in-depth because I thought you were going to back me up on this, nope. but it was reported Just, yesterday what? by College Sports Logo that <laughs> Illinois Athletics changed their orange to match what we saw over the summer with the Hail the Orange and become more ADA compliant. So, with those new unis and everything, we will have a new shade of orange. Oh, man. This is rocking my world. This is how you're going to leave us, and I, I missed it, my friend. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I was sitting in the Starbucks parking lot yesterday when I, I found out uh, about it. So we'll we'll do the deep dive tomorrow in our five minutes of sports talk. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Hey, everybody, have a great night. This is News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, 6 o'clock. Good night. <laughs>